I'm Cahill Summers. And I'm Georgia Lynn. And you're welcome to the Chagas Environment Edge podcast, bringing you the latest information, science and opinion to improve farm sustainability. On this episode, we spoke to Dr. Catherine Keena, Chagas Countryside Management Specialist, about the importance of hedgerows as ecosystems for biodiversity and planting of hedgerows on the farm in spring. And Deirdre, with hedge cutting season finished there at the end of February, allowing birds to nest for the summer, Catherine reminded us that we still have some time to plant bare root hedges in the next few weeks and good tips on exactly how to do it and what to sow. Um, Catherine, hedges are corridors for wildlife also. How could we build on, on these corridors, on intensive farms in particular? Uh, planting new ones, Deirdre, would be the fantastic. And in particular, looking at the, the structure on your farming platform, linking up dead ends when birds and bats and bees go out, at, um, they, they will not cross open fields. So where there's a dead end, it's, it's a dead loss. So linking up planting, if you are planting new hedges, think of where you're putting them, uh, link, link your boundaries on the farm. Um, so that would be the first thing as to where to put them. So is fragmentation then um, an issue with good quality habitat? Really important, Deirdre, both for, for the hedge to be continuous and also maybe to link up. If a hedge ends up at a, a woodland or a watercourse, that's fantastic too, because they are probably the, the feeding ground. So the bats travel along those, you know, particularly maybe to get to the watercourse or the, the woodland. And what, Catherine, is the best time to plant um, a hedge? What kind of size of whips or bare-rooted plants would you recommend for establishment? Okay, so you must plant during the dormant season. That can vary um, can often be I, St. Patrick's Day is in my head. Um, but it, it whenever, you know, that can vary with the year. We could have a, once the leaves start coming on, once, the, 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 once it starts growing up, it's too late for it to grow down and root. Um, Two-year-old bare-rooted whips always for trees and hedges on a farm um, when we're planting. Uh, keep the roots dry, protect them, there's little root hairs, so don't take them out of the bag until you're just ready to plant. Um, and off you go. Just looking at your hedge week there recently, Catherine, um, what really occurred to me when I was looking at some of the videos that you, you sent out was when you plant, say, a bare-root hedge, maybe or a white thorn or black thorn, whatever you may put in, when you put it in, you cut it down to an inch. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That nearly frightens people when you put this lovely big bare root plant in and all of a sudden you're cutting most of it out of it and an inch yeah, left above the ground. In fact, you've reminded me of the most important thing when you when you think about planting is to decide, going back to what we talked about earlier, which hedge do you want? Do you Are you planning on having a hedge that is topped regularly and managed as a hedge, which is a man-made habitat, don't forget, we wouldn't have hedges naturally. Or are you planting a line of trees? Now we'll still call it a hedgerow. We're, we're, we're you know, it, it is, but it's, it's a, an untopped line of trees. So depending on which you want, you must be clear about that before you um, start planting. And that will determine the species you put in and the management. So uh, lots of people who plant hedges do want to have a perception of a, of, a, of a good thick base for shelter for animals and, and uh, stock roof. So in that case, that's the one where you plant your two-year-old whips, which would be 18 inches, two foot high. If you, um, if you want it to grow at the ground level, you cut them back to about an inch or very close to the ground 
and you press plastic over them. I'd be worried about cutting them back without getting the weed control right. But the pruning and plastic works is, is a guaranteed way of getting a thick hedge at the bottom. And look, from our point of view, the thicker the hedge, the better if you're looking at water quality and overland flow. Okay. So that's really good. Um, the one question that every farmer always asks me when, when I go talk about hedgerows, and most farmers love hedgerows and they have no issue letting them run. The only thing they worry about is how do we keep the electric wire alive? Can you tell me a little bit about that maintenance yeah. on a hedgerow? Well, both for your new one and maybe for the existing ones, uh, the ideal is to keep the, the wire out. Ideally, we should have a field margin, a grassy margin there. And I think you like that for the water quality as well. Um, but I suppose I have no problem with trimming the hedge lightly every year inside the wire. The topping is the really, really bad part of, you know, bringing it down to the same level um, every year is, is not good for the hedge. So, uh, but ideally you wanted to kind of um, to cut an inch, uh, an inch, half an inch from hedge cutting point of view beyond where you cut it the previous year. Let it grow up and out, um, which can cause trouble for your wire, might mean putting the wire out. And then if, if ever need be, get the circular saw to cut it back um, if, if it needs to a, a more, a more um, severe job to be done to keep it back from wire. That's no problem. Um, we need to manage them to suit us but also to remember what works for, for um, biodiversity and other purposes. I suppose, Catherine, the other thing is, do you think that the environmental schemes and the derogation review have gone far enough to protect our wildlife habitats on agricultural lands? I think it's, it's fantastic that our 12,000 intense, most intensive farmers in the country are even considering hedges now. I think they always liked them, but it was never a priority. Now, the fact that they have to leave one thorn tree every 300 metres um, or cut on a three-year cycle is, is making it important. It means that it encourages them to have, um, have that conversation with the contractor about the hedge. Um, it, makes, it suddenly puts the hedge as an important feature on the farm. And I think that's the most important thing that we've done. What choices would you make, um, you know, in respect to planting native species, etc., for environmental benefits? White thorn is going to be the basis of all um, hedges. And then it's, and as I said, it can be the body of the hedge and it can also be the occasional tree. Uh, blackthorn and holly fit in there fantastic as well. Holly is very slow growing. Um, blackthorn, some farmers worry about it creeping out into the field, but where the field is grazed, that won't happen. Um, it adds slows for, as you say, for the slow gin, for, for whoever is interested in, in going down that route. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the, so the thorny ones are the structural base of the hedge. Then you add in the other species um, that the tolerate trimming when you're talking again about our managed hedge. So we really important then to keep to the species that tolerate trimming, such as the gelder rose, the spindle, the dog rose, the woodbine, the hazel, and uh, beautiful, beautiful additions to the hedge. Not too many, because again, we need to keep the structure. So maybe one every two meters, one of those um, could be scattered through the hedge, one every couple of meters. So for every 100 meters planted, I would start off getting 550 white thorn and 50 other species. Um, that's starting point. Brilliant. If you go to put the, um, the, the smooth stem tree species, the more don't tolerate trimming, um, such as the cherry, the, the crab apple, 
the birch, the alder, if we put those species into the hedge, it's really important that they are not topped. And my only concern about putting them in is then people tend to leave those and forget about my thorn species as trees and which are really important for the bees. Now the cherry and the crabapple are also lovely for the, the flower as well. And the willow, some of our bigger trees, the, the willow is, the catkins is really important for the bees early on in the year. So look, all of our native trees are fantastic. It's a case of how you're going to manage them if they're in a hedge. Some of the bigger trees are better put in, tree, in, in corners of fields possibly, in my view. And the thorn varieties will be good as stock proofing as well. You know, They're which really, the farmers will be very interested in. Correct, yeah. correct. Because, yeah, that's exactly it, Deirdre. So, you know, five out of six, six per metre, and five of those should be thorn at least, or more than that. You know, as I said, 550 out of the 600 plants um, could be white thorn. It provides lots of flowers, really important for our bees um, at that time of the year. And obviously the flowers then turn into haws, so they're fruit for the birds and for the small mammals. Um, it's just the most important uh, hedgerow tree to have. And oftentimes I think people think of ash and think because it's good for firewood and don't recognise the value of the white thorn as an individual tree. Are bees fussy enough? They're, are they fussy enough from what they like to take and eat and their travel distance? Are they, are they poor enough to they're, move? They're fussy only in that they need food every day, like us. So I suppose that's the thing, that they need food from January to December. Um, they will, we have 100 species of bees and all will use every flower that we have, because obviously our relationship there with the bees and the flowers. So what's most important is the continuity of supply um, for the bees. So the, the, the most, uh, for the honeybees, the, the, species, the flowers that they use most would be the white thorn, the bramble, because they're the most common. Um, Catherine, thank you very much for all this um, useful information. Um, as Cahill mentioned earlier, you ran a very, very successful hedge week. Um, are there any links or videos that you would like to share with people? I, the, the videos are on all the social media streams. So if you go into Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter or YouTube and search hashtag Chagas Kedro Week 2020, all the 30 videos will come up ranging from how the birds use the hedge, how the bats use the hedge. Um, a lot of schools have shown an interest in those ones. Um, you know, lots of people who are not involved in farming. And um, there's a lovely one about food in hedges in, with our, our uh, famous chef in this region, Paul Flynn from Dungarvan um, and uh, Rosemary Cusack talking about what to do with the, the food from hedges. Fantastic. Thanks, Thank you Catherine. very much, Catherine. Look, looking forward Thank to you. your, your slow gin. <laughs> <laughs> It was lovely chatting with Catherine um, today and we will talk to her again during the year. Just to remind everyone that we've just finished the hedge cutting season for this year, which is the end of February. And this is to allow for the protection of nature and biodiversity and also for the bird nesting season. Yeah, look, there's, there's another date there as well. Just to bear in mind, Catherine mentioned about bare root planting and there is a window of opportunity for next week or two to get the last of the bare root planting be it um, hedges or trees in there, but really, depending on the weather, um, you only have roughly up till about uh, St. Patrick's, as Catherine mentioned, depending, depending on what the weather is like. So there is an opportunity out there, so grab it there if you can. 
Um, the other thing there, I just wanted to mention, Catherine said that she had a, a video week that, or a, a hedgerow week that she launched at the end of last year. And that can be found on the Chagas page. So just Google um, Chagas Hedgerow Week 2020 and you'll find, I think there's up to 30 videos and all attached articles. There are absolutely a mountain of information there, everything to do with hedges. Uh, is there anything in particular that you kind of struck you that you liked on that Hedgerow Week, uh, Deirdre, that you liked? Um, yes, Carl. Michael Summers, our Chagas forestry specialist, had a lovely video on the Kickham tree. And I suppose it's a video about, about linking our past to our present. The Kickham tree itself died and the farmers in the local area came together um, to graft from the original tree and re-establish it. So it was a community effort and a community project. And protecting, it's all about protecting legacy as well. Yeah, I thought that was very good without giving the story away because people should go and watch it because it's really good. But that was, wasn't that Kigan what used to write pen somebody's works around there? I think, was it the Ballad of Stephen Mon? That's, that's right. right yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's, that was an ashtray. And when he died, then they named that ashtray to him. So yeah, that, that's, that was a really good video. I like that one as well, actually. And I suppose the tree also has, you know, cultural and and historical significance, um, which is all part of, you know, Hedge Week. Yeah, because Catherine did mention as well in one of those videos that uh, just bringing back memories as a child, you know, when you're going along the smells and the sounds and what's going on in the trees and maybe grabbing a blackberry or something on your way to school. But um, yeah, it was very, and the fairies. She mentioned the fairies. That's very important. (laughs) Well, I'm from the west of Ireland and we're very into our ring forts and our um, fairy forts in the west as well. (laughs) I tell you what's really useful. so and I've been on Twitter a few times this year where people have been asking questions about maybe hedge laying or maybe how to, you know, to, to tick in your hedge or the best management practices. And generally, without trying to answer someone, all I do is I just copy a link, stick it into Twitter and just send it on to them. So um, everything that you need to know, know about hedges is nearly in, in those 30 videos and articles. It's a really interesting place to have a look. And that's it for this episode of the Chagask Environment Edge podcast. Thanks to Dr. Catherine Keener for joining us on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Cahill Summers. And I'm Deirdre Lynn. Join us next time for the Chagas Environment Edge podcast, signpost to farm sustainability. <laughs>